Hey guys, um, just coming at y'all from the queue. The queue is being quarantined. Um, <laughs> you know, I had, I'm, I'm looking at my voice memos and I had recorded a podcast on March 30th and I just, I didn't post it. Like I just wasn't feeling it at the time. And, um, I'm glad I didn't because I was, um, looking back on it, like incredibly naive on my quarantine, um, mentality. Um, and now that another month has gone by, I have a little more perspective on things and, and how I'm feeling. Um, you know, I started out, me personally started out, I I will say overall quarantine, I'm fine with it. I mean, I do miss seeing my friends. Um, in fact, I'm just in a text convo right now with some friends and we're talking about how really the only different thing that would be happening for me right now, life-wise, would be, you know, being able to see my friends regularly. But, um, and obviously being able to go out and stuff. But other than that, my life is looking pretty much the same. Um so, uh, you know, I mean, I know some people are just absolutely miserable in quarantine for various reasons. Um, but for me, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty okay with it. Like I was using the word thriving at the beginning of all this. Um, and that was because I just had so much motivation. Of course, at the time we didn't know how long this quarantine was going to last. Right. We thought, mm, maybe a month. So my, in my mind, I was like, I got 30 days to do all the shit I've been putting off for some things, a couple days, some things, a couple weeks, some things, a couple months, some things, a couple years, you know, um, just taking care of shit and decluttering and organizing and, and whatnot. So for me, I had started this, like hit the ground running. I was like a fucking machine, um, just Marie condoing my life for the umpteenth time, I feel like. Um, and then I hit a slump. I would say probably mid-April, I just I hit a slump and I just didn't want to do anything. And I think about that time is kind of when is when we heard about the quarantine lasting longer and Sorry for that AC unit going off. Uh, It's really loud. Um, But anyway, yeah, I just, um, I don't know if it was the thought subconsciously that I would be stuck in quarantine longer or um, if I just lost energy. I don't know. But a lot of it was like, I think a lot of people experience like not being able to sleep And for me, it's not stress. Like I'm not, in general, I don't carry a lot of stress, which I'm very thankful for. Um, I can definitely get stressed about things, but um, I guess when I am stressed, I kind of shut down a lot, like physically. Um, And not to the point where I'm just like, to where it's like, uh, we need to check on Jess. It's just to the point of like, I just... I'll do what I got to do for the day. And then I'm just kind of useless the rest of the day. I want to go to bed early, 
But for me, like I just wasn't sleeping. And I realized for me, it's just because I'm not burning enough energy throughout the day. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to get up an hour and a half early to get ready for work, drive to work, you know, walk into the office, you know, even just like the act of like getting up from my desk and walking to the cafeteria, walking to the restrooms, going downstairs, taking a lap. I don't, you can't do that stuff at home. I mean, you can go out in your neighborhood and stuff, but um, just little bits of energy, like it adds up. And so for me, it was if I didn't exercise, even just 30 minutes a day, um, I was waking up at three, two, three, four in the morning, wide awake, and I was ready to go. And then I'd fall back asleep and then would oversleep and log in late for work. So I realized that I have to, I have to exercise or do something that's going to burn a lot of mental and physical energy that the day, whether that's cleaning, mowing the lawn, whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, um, now I'm just trying to get into a routine because last week I feel like I got back on my bullshit, you know, was, you know, it took a couple weeks to get out of that slump. And then, um, but this week I've kind of hit it. My, my kryptonite right now is taking a nap right after I log off from work. I can't break that. And I know what it is. I, I just need to log off and go exercise or go do something that is not me sitting or laying on the couch or getting in bed and like, you know, scrolling on my phone. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was it for me uh, personally. I don't know about everybody else. Um, I know a lot of people aren't sleeping because they're just stressed in general. They're a little worried about things going on, rightfully so. Um, you know, so anyway, yeah, quarantine has been very interesting. I think it's, um, for me personally, you know, I've had time to like, look at things in my life, like what, you know, goals I have and, and kind of figure out like, you know, how am I going to achieve those, you know, by the end of the year? Um, and just looking at, you know, for me, I set up at the very beginning of this, I just had a ton of shit, little shit I needed to organize and do, so I made a list on my phone. It was like little projects to pass the time because I thought we're only going to be in this for 30 days, right? So, um, you know, when I, you know, and this is this is just tips for anybody looking to like, you know, maybe jumpstart whatever in their in their own life at home or whatever. But, you know, like I had my dresser to organize. So I like broke that dresser down and it has six drawers and I put each drawer as a task on my list. And each night I had to complete one task, you know, or it was like, wash the laundry, fold the laundry, put away the laundry. Like I broke it down, you know, just to give me something to do and just to not make it so overwhelming. I do realize that for me, when shit is like super overwhelming, it's not that I can't do it. It's just, I like to do it on my time. And, um, I just need things broken down. So that's something I realized uh, in quarantine. I, I realize it's taken me almost almost 37 years to realize that that's how I am. But that's, you know, quarantine's been be- a little beneficial for Jess. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, 
I've, I look back on, I'm like, just, I can't get over how crazy this whole thing is, you know, and, and just like, my big question at the beginning of this is, how much is this going to change people, millennials, which I'm on the, at the very beginning of the millennial stage. So I, they actually have a subcategory for people my age. Um, but technically I guess I am a millennial, but I'm at the very beginning of it. Um, so I'm not your typical millennial. All right. Let's get that straight. Um, but my big question was for millennials, how is this historical event that is happening? I mean, this is like, you know, shit kids are going to read about, you know, in school, um, because of how drastic it has been. Um, But how is it going to change us? You know, I think back to like my grandparents, like my grandparents, like no brand loyalty, you know what I mean? Because they grew up in the depression. So it was like, get what you get, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, with the grocery stores being out of so many things, um, even though they're getting better now, it's getting slower, slowing down, I think, getting better. Um, You know, how is that going to change us? Are we going to be more, you know, less, are we going to be eating at home more, cooking more? And I mean, we already are now, right? So, um, you know, it's just kind of weird. Like, I'm just interested in like the studies. I'm so interested in like all the studies they're going to do after this whole thing to see how the world has changed and how Americans have changed and how people our age have changed. Um, so that should be really interesting. Um, I I will say I was telling some friends how I'm, I'm, it's interesting how people are still very optimistic. Um, you know, the Texas is opening back up starting this weekend. God help us. Um, I won't be partaking in any of that. I don't know. Who the fuck is going to go to the movies? Who's going to go to a theater right now? Like, I just, I can't imagine, you know, some hourly theater employee wanting to go in and scrub down all the seats in between every film they show in a theater. You know, like, I mean, who's going to want to do that? It's just so stupid. It really comes down to a money thing. Um, because now that restaurants are able to open up or the businesses they're allowing to open up, um, now the state's no longer responsible for paying the unemployment benefit because they could be open. So what happens is if they don't open, then the, now the employer is responsible for the unemployment benefits. They pay an unemployment insurance, I believe. Um, but if they do open, then, and they tell their employees, hey, we're open, we got your jobs back. Well, if you're collecting unemployment, a lot of people don't know this. Um, if you're collecting unemployment, you have to apply for, I believe, five jobs a week. Okay? If you get a job offer you and you turn it down, you will lose your unemployment benefits. So an employer opening back up and saying, hey, you've got a job for you then um, 
that's you turning down a job and you lose your unemployment benefits. So um, this is more a matter of the state, Abbott, not wanting to pay the unemployment anymore. He wants to put it on the business owners. So um, just remember that when um, you're voting in the next uh, governor's race, whenever that is. Um, but yeah, and and so that, that should make, a lot of a lot of us sick to our stomachs and a lot of us who have jobs very grateful that we have jobs um and haven't had to rely on that unemployment um so anyway that's the situation there um it's a financial thing it's not it's not about you know making the state thrive i mean think about it 25% capacity for business it's most likely without even knowing the numbers, you know, b- restaurant numbers or whatever. Um, it's going to cost a business probably more to operate at 25% capacity than it is to not to just continue doing curbside and to go. Cuz think about a 25% capacity that includes your cooks, your servers, you know, um and then your customers. And then how long is it going to take from a from a customer standpoint? How long is it going to take me to get a table at a place that only has is only taking 25% occupancy? So now you're going to have people waiting out outside in lines. Not in this heat. So those of you not in Texas, it's hot here already. Um so yeah, I mean, it just does. It doesn't make sense. Thank, uh, luckily, a lot of the restaurants I patronize that are on Instagram, um, they're posting about how they're just not going to do it. Like they're not. Their staff isn't trained in you know the and they don't have the equipment to keep their their restaurants safe for their employees and for their customers. They're just not there yet. So a lot of them are going to wait. Another until the 18th, which is, supposed, I think, phase two of this rollout of opening Texas back up. Um, and they're going to reassess then, which I think is smart. Um, you know, and, and the thing about Texas is that, here's the thing. If you're looking at numbers, and I know a lot of you know this, but some of you may not. But if you're looking at the numbers on the news or online or whatever about um, confirmed cases of COVID-19. Okay, those are confirmed, but that's not counting the people who haven't been tested (laughs) that are carrying it, you know? Um, I mean, the numbers just aren't there. They aren't, it's just a a frack, it's just people who have gotten the test and Texas is only tested I think I read today a little over 300,000 people in the state of Texas. In the state of Texas, only 300,000 people have been tested for it. Um, I personally know someone who knows someone who got sick with something else, went to the hospital. They tested them while they were in the hospital just to cover the bases. The person had COVID. Had they not gone into the hospital for the other reason... They would have never known. And then they didn't test the people in this person's house who probably all had it at this point, right? 
Um, so yeah, it's just that, I mean, you could read numbers all day long and they just, they, they don't fucking matter if we don't have the tests. I mean, that's point blank. Um, I, I'm hoping when they come out with the antibodies test, which is basically, I believe a blood test that's going to have, so that you have traces, you've, you've had COVID before. Um, one, I hope it's not ridiculously expensive because two, I would like to get that test. Um, as some of you know, like I was, I got, I came down with like a bout of allergies probably the second week of May. And I have never had to use my inhaler as much as I did for that two week period. Um, now am I saying I had COVID? No. Am I saying that there's, there's a chance? Yes. Um, just because I've never had asthma issues like that before. Um, and thankfully I have an inhaler and I can afford one cause I have insurance, thankfully. Um, but, um, which by the way, what the fuck? So <laughs> I have two prescri- rolling prescriptions. One is for my ADD medicine, um, which is a generic and one is for my inhaler. Um, my ADD medicine for a 30 day supply is only $10. Wow, my inhaler that will help that helps me breathe when I'm having issues costs forty five dollars. But while I'm here, I will tell you there's an app called Good RX, and you can look up all your prescriptions, and there will be coupons. Not for all your prescriptions, but for some of them, there will be coupons on there. And for my inhaler, there's a Coupon for $20 off my inhaler. Of course, I forgot to use it last time I went to go pick up my prescription because I was trying to get the hell out of the grocery store. You know, I mean, now it's just like, I'm just like, I'm like, have blinders on when I go into the store. Um, I want to get in and I want to get out. Granted, I did go to Costco this weekend and it was glorious. Costco's had their shit together. Um, but it was just meant to be. I went on a Sunday, which is the worst day to go to Costco. In general, you know, historically, Saturday and Sunday are the worst. But I got there after two o'clock. I think the trick is to go in the weather when it's too hot because people don't want to stand in line. I stood in, I put my sunscreen on, stood in line for all of 10 minutes maybe. There was toilet paper. I got a front parking spot. I walked every aisle of Costco while I was there because I was like, I won't be back here for hopefully another three weeks, three to four weeks. So I'm going to make sure I get everything I need. Um, and it was great. And But it's really weird to see Costco so quiet. It's very weird. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Th- so back to the antibody test. I would like to take that test because I'm just curious at this point. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, when this all started, I, I was watching the, the press conferences with the grand yoo um, at the White House. Um, but I just, it, I didn't stop watching because they made me depressed. I stopped watching because I just have zero tolerance for stupidity. And like, like I've always been that way. <laughs> and at first I was watching them because they were just so ridiculous. I was like, I have to see these things in person, um, to see 
I just have to witness it for myself. And then after a while, I was just like, I don't need to witness it anymore. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> but, um, so I stopped watching them. I don't, I mean, the news doesn't really depress me. It's just, um, there's just so much information out there. It's just a lot of filtering, um, of what is good information and what is bad information, what is old information. I think that's a big issue. Um, you know, I see people posting, reposting stuff that have facts and figures. And, you know, when you're reposting stuff, you have to look at that, that date stamp on things. Um, and you also have to take in, into consideration, um, you know, I think there was something that was being posted a while back about the mentions being made of past um, pandemic viruses. Um, you know, SARS, um, HIV, um, can't think of anything else. And then it was like COVID-19 and they're just saying how much COVID-19 has been mentioned in the media. But like, you got to think back, the media then was only television and newspaper and radio. And now we have social media and the internet. So that, that graph was while it was accurate, it was also like stupid. (laughs) Like you can't compare it. You can't compare, you know, the mentions of HIV when it was happening to the mentions of COVID when it's happening just because of the media resources. So I do just want to say you have to look at those, those, uh, sources and you do have to kind of think about before you repost, like, is this completely accurate, you know? Um, and I, at first I was posting a lot of stuff and then I just stopped. I just, I just, you know, I feel like everybody's getting enough of it on their own and I don't need to contribute to that. And (laughs) if I need to share it with people, I'll share it with my tight circles. But, um, you know, I just, uh, just want to say like, just, just make sure you look at the timestamp. Somebody posted something today the number of tests in in Texas and that number the person it was like a tweet they were reposting and in the tweet they had a figure of how many people had been tested well that figure and that that person posted that tweet yesterday that figure was off by 275k so you know um just inaccurate information and and there's there's no harm, no foul against the person who reposted it, but it's just, you know, before you hype yourself up getting so like angry and pissed off and stressed and needing to share that info, just kind of like take two seconds and do a little quick Google and see, um, that those key parts of those, that information is valid, you know, or accurate. Um, a lot of stuff's outdated now. Shit is changing every day. Um, that's, that's, that's the wild part about this is that every day there's an update, you know, it's not just like with flu season, well, it's flu season and it starts, it gets, there's a little punch in there where it's crazy, you know, certain years, depending on the strand that's out and then it dies down, you know, you don't really hear about it much anymore here every day. It's something fucking different. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Um, but I don't know. I hope, I hope a lot of us are 
we'll come out of this with some positives. I mean, obviously, globally, this is not a great time. Um, those that affected, I'm sure uh, they would say otherwise. Um, but I'm hoping for those of us that are, are doing our part, staying safe at home, um, that we come out of this with something positive. I mean, I feel like, I do feel like, like with my friends and my family, like the communication has been a lot better. Not that it was ever bad, but it was just, um, you know, we're just talking more, you know, and, you know, normally it'd be, I mean, a lot of it's because we can't see each other, but, you know, I think, I think we're, I think a lot, a lot of people could say they're learning more about people, about their friends and their family right now, you know, or finding more civil, similar interests to talk about, or, you know, just in, the way we're having to engage, um, differently. And, um, I mean, I've enjoyed that aspect. I mean, I've enjoyed being able to, um, you know, the big thing is always like, there's not, we don't, there's never, we're always so busy. We're always so busy. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. And so, um, I think what I've enjoyed most is that we all have time because none of us are busy right now. Um, you know, so we do have time to get on a zoom chat or WebEx or whatever, and, um, you know, engage that way and just kind of see each other's faces or just talk over the phone or whatever. Um, the other positive is that I think a lot of people's parents are becoming tech savvy on their own. Like they're being forced to learn how to use new technology. Um, you know, and I know my mom will outright tell me, she's like, it's not that I can't figure it out. Just, I don't, I don't want to, cause you're here to do it for me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've been very surprised in my family. Like a lot of the, the older people, they've learned how to get on uh, Zoom and and figure out all that technology. So um, that's another positive. I think I think other people, it's um, people have been who are afraid to get in the kitchen. I think they're getting in the kitchen more, maybe learning how to cook and bake and you know just try stuff out. And um, you know, I think. This <laughs> this quarantine time kind of reminds me of like summers with my grandparents, um, and not not because we couldn't leave the house or anything. I mean, we did. I mean, my my grandparents um, they drove this this navy blue car with pleather seats, and they just burned the shit out of your legs in the summer. It was it was a grand fury. And they would just, they, we never knew where we were going. They just say, just get in the car, get in the car. We're going, we're going to go on a trip we're going to go for a drive. That's what my grandparents would do. Um, and they would just take us, you know, on little day trips, you know, to McKinney Falls or um, Lana River, you know, just wherever. And we'd go swim for the day and we'd pull over to like a little picnic table and have lunch. And, uh, <laughs> but when we weren't doing that, you know, my grandparents were significantly older. I mean, God bless them for, it was me and two of my cousins that stayed with them in the summer while our parents were at work. And they were older. I mean, they were in their, what, 70s? And they're having to watch after us. And, and I mean, aside from my cousin, my uh, cousin Michael, who was just a troublemaker in general, um, you know, we were good kids. But 
you know, and I, and I can't speak from experience because I don't have children, but what I can say and what I, what I told some of my friends is that this is a good time to just teach your kids how to do basic things. You know, um, I just remember like my grandparents teaching me, like my grandfather teaching me how to hit a nail, you know, or how to wrap up an extension cord or how to plant plants, how to, you know, just, you know, sweep and wash dishes and how to um, bake stuff and measure and, um, and how to um, enjoy a good nap. <laughs> but, you know, just like just simple things that um, once I, you know, stopped staying with them and then, you know, I got into college, like I had friends who just, just like little shit. Like they just couldn't even wrap their brain around like just basic tasks. And it was because no one had ever shown them how to do it. And it was just bit simple stuff. And I think a lot of what my grandparents showed me is just how to figure it out. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to just try to figure it out. If it doesn't work, try it again. Um, so yeah, now's a good time, you know, if you have kids. Um, and I'm sure they're, you might be almost bald with them in your house for this long. And it's going to be a long summer and I'm praying for you parents. Um, I know, I know 50, it's 50%. Probably, I'm glad I'm getting to spend this much time with my child. 50%, get out of my fucking face. <laughs> you know, quit eating all my fucking food. Um, but yeah, just basic stuff. You know, I think, um, you know, or as my cousin who is a teacher says, kids do not get enough unstructured playtime in school. So, you know, just, I mean, as a kid, we just went outside and we lifted up rocks and looked at roly-polies and dug out worms and, <laughs> you know, shit like that. We picked mulberries off the tree. Um, you know, whatever. We we did a bunch of stupid shit. And we got a little hurt. We got some dirt. and But we turned out all right. So, um, you know, and I think it's probably harder now, especially with, like, all the screens and stuff and Kids just want to be on the screens all the time. Um, but my grand I mean, my grandparents would not kick us outside, but be like, go outside and play. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Leave us alone for like an hour or two. Um, and we did. And, and at, you know, eventually we just kind of would like to go sit out there, have a snack and whatever, shoot the shit. And, you know, find some trouble. <laughs> but... Um, yes, I'm praying for your parent, you parents, um, you know, I can't speak from experience, so I know it's not as easy as I'm just like saying, go bake something with your kid. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's not that fucking easy. Um, but you know, I mean, just don't be afraid to, I think, I think, I think with my grandparents, just because they were older and, and it's, uh, growing up when I grew up. It was, it's not like it is now where we're a little more cautious about, you know, you know, letting kids do certain things, activities and stuff and, and for fear that they might get hurt or injured. But, um, my, my grandparents didn't have that fear. Um, I mean, obviously they weren't like, you know, um, having us do super dangerous stuff, but you know, like, 
you know, they had us, I mean, my grandmother had me in the kitchen, like, uh, helping her fry chicken. I mean, a hot, <laughs> hot stove and a hot, hot pan of oil. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you don't have to do shit like that, but you know, trust that your kids can probably do a little more than you think is what probably what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, um, like I said, easier said than done. Um, but anyway, I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope everybody's going to stay home if you're in Texas or your state is op- opening up. Uh, um, it's, um, I, I don't want to, I, I've, I think the new term, instead of saying when we go back to normal is just new normal is a phrase that we need to get, um, into our brain. There's not going to be a normal again. At least not for another, I don't think another year, maybe another year or two. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are just itching to get out and go do things. And and it, it sucks. I mean, this year started off with so much fucking potential. I mean, I think the energy for the beginning of this year was just like, fuck 2019. I'm going to fuck some shit up in 2020. Right. I mean, I had that energy because I had such a roller coaster, as most of you know, um, 2019. I had that energy. And I mean, my aside from this whole global pandemic thing, like my 2020 is going pretty smoothly. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I've got a new job that I love and I'm very grateful for, very blessed to have that, um, you know, and, you know, but um but let's not look at the downside of things. Let's look at, try to look at the positives. It's, I know it's hard some days. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's not be foolishly optimistic. Um, I just, I know that when we, when the state goes full throttle, opened up back again, I'm still staying inside. Um, I just, I just, for someone who has asthma, I don't really trust being out in the, in all the mess right away. So I'm just going to look up from my window and see how things go down um, for a while. So, um, yeah, and that might mean spending my birthday in my own self-quarantine, <laughs> which is um, birthday's June 13th. Uh, I do not want to drive by birthday parade. I've already told my cousins this. I'm going to put it out there. I don't want it. I just, I don't. I I, I live on a, a tight street. Okay, it's just not going to be very, it's not, it's not going to be good for traffic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm not worried about it. Um, you know, so let's, let's try, try to stay positive, but you know, um, I'm also, you know, a, f- a big proponent of feeling your feelings while you have them and allowing yourself to feel them and being, being in them. And to process them, um, but also attempting to move forward, you know. So don't ignore your feelings. Be in them, process them, feel them. Um, but it's gonna get better. Just um, let's hang in there and uh, keep baking bread, I guess. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Sorry it's been so long. Um, the slump, man, the slump got me, but now I have to, I have, I think I'm coming out of it. I hope I'm coming out of it. Um, but anyway, if anybody needs to reach out just to talk about whatever, shoot the shit, um, bitch vent, 
um, holler at me, you know, um, and we'll talk. Anyway, talk to you later.